Before the bloodbath begins, slither your way over to the host's socials. For the podcast, slash over to Twitter at the BHO underscore podcast. Instagram, the Baron's Hideout Podcast. Then stab over to Dean's Instagram at Dean of the Dead Hot Sauce. Listen to the show on your favorite apps and Patreon. Enjoy the sleigh and try to stay alive. For the next period of time, strap in as the hosts rip and tear at the unsuspecting guests, and which to learn their dark secrets and methods of the genre. In this bloodbath, no one gets out alive. This is within the barrens. Joining us today is Stephen Lamorte, a freelance director and producer. So let's get into the Grinchy spirit, talk about the mean one. How are you doing, Stephen? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, I mean, this was, you know, a real pleasure. Um, we were able to grab a screener that Dean um, actually just missed the mark oh, of yeah, us seeing the screener. But I mean, hey, we're all here. We're here to talk about horror and everything that we love. and it's awesome having you on, you know, you're a fairly indie filmmaker. You've done like a lot of lower budget things. I was going through your IMDb like, wow, so you, mm-hmm. you really do thrive in indie. And that's, mm-hmm. that's absolutely awesome because we definitely need more of that in the world. So um, thank you so much for, you know, taking some time out. I know we, we did have to reschedule because of yesterday, but hey, we're here today. Going to have a blast and we're going to talk about this. And this is like another like boundary pushing movie coming out this year the mean one like it's crazy so i wanted to ask you like how did the mean one come about sure well i mean you know the idea for this first came to me i've had this idea for years right so you know when you're working in film they always say you only have one you don't have more than one you never have just one pitch right so they're like oh tell us about your 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 action film it's like okay but as soon as you say, oh yeah, it's, uh, it's about this. They're like we have something like that. You got anything else? You don't want to be, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be caught with, without a second idea. So it was always that third thing that just, I could never really let go of, um, you know, just something about kids drawings and, you know, these, uh, creepy little cartoon animation, especially from like the sixties and seventies. Oh yeah. Kind of freak me, you know, kind of freaks me out a little bit, you know, like the really weird hand-drawn stuff. I mean, like the giving tree, it's a beautiful book. I love it. But, you know, some of those sketches are like, they're a little sketchy. And if you've ever seen like when kids and crayons freaks me out, right? So I've always wanted to do something that was like, you know, a a kid's story with that, you know, kind of classic aesthetic, but kind of turned on its head. And then um, about a year ago in December, I said, you know, every year I said I was going to make, just shoot my favorite jokes from this idea, right? Like, because it's, you know, I just had like an outline. Um, And I'm like, oh, what if Cindy had like a candy cane shotgun and you know, the monster oh, yeah. was like, was like the Yeti and, um, you know, there'd be like an old man and I'd do a little home alone and, and whatever. And I had a commercial cancel and, um, 
it was like December 15th. I said, screw it. I'm just going to make this, you know, little short fake trailer for this movie that I was never, ever going to make. There's no way they would (laughs) let me make this movie. Like, this is just something fun for me. And we made it and, you know, we shot it in a couple of days and I I showed it to some friends. I'm like, oh, this is a super fun concept. Where's the movie? I said, no, it's a fake trailer. There's no more movie. Um, And they're like, yes, but but where's the movie? I said, there's no movie. Stop asking. There is no more movie. And then um, my fiance, who also plays Mayor McBean in the film, um, who's the, who's the, my producing partner was like, but what if there was a movie? And then then I, one thing led to another. And uh, this is December of last year. By May, we had a script that we really liked and that we were really happy with. We shot for about 15 days. And I guess it's six months later, we're in theaters all across the country. 15 days? Wow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's 14 impressive. days. Technically, because they, we, we, I don't want to say we ran out of money because that's a, not an unflattering portrayal of our <laughs> tiny indie film, but we stopped shooting at 14 days and that was it. That was the end of the film. <laughs> so wow. the, the final five minutes was shot maybe 90 minutes before we got, I wouldn't say evicted, but before we were no longer <laughs> allowed to be at our last location. So um, yeah, we're, we're to use, doesn't get more indie than that. <laughs> Oh wow, that's that's really impressive, and it's got a pretty good cast in here too. And um, yeah. there's that one person that's in this cast. It's really I feel like helping your film, um, Dean. I know you have a couple of questions uh, regarding um, David Howard yeah, Thornton. Yeah. So Mr. David ahead. Howard, yeah, man, he's he's on everyone's lips. I even you know, especially over here in the UK at the minute, everyone's gone terrifier bonkers. Everyone just absolutely loves that movie. Um, how did David come around? To sort of, how did um, did you, did you kind of have David in mind when he was writing the script mm-hmm. or did you sort of reach out to him and see if he wanted to come and audition for the role? And and how was it working with him? I've met, I met him very recently and he's a really mm-hmm. nice guy, really super Oh, cool. David's David's the best. I mean, we uh, we send like little memes back and forth. Like uh, <laughs> every time someone gets excited about the movie, like David's yeah. awesome. Um, I actually know the some of the producers of Terrifier. I went to high school with them. So Terrifier has oh, wow. been on my... Yeah. So like Terrifier has been on my radar since the first one, you know, when it was first like kind of bubbling, I'm like, guys, is this your thing on Netflix? And they were like, yeah, this like, it's, it's blowing up, right? This is 2016, 2017. And we're laughing because they stay on in New York and uh, you know, I moved to Los Angeles. So we kind of have this, it's like the mob, right? Like they get the East coast, I get the West coast. (laughs) Um, And uh, so, you know, we have this, so I was aware of Terrifier. I knew Terrifier 2 was coming out. They had shown me some stuff. You know, we went out for drinks and they were like, you want to see some craziness? And they showed me some stuff on their phone of like, you know, shots from the movie before, you know, it had been released or a trailer was out. And I was like, man, this, this thing's going to be huge. And once we, as we're putting the script together and we realized that the mean one couldn't talk, it'd be scarier if he was like a Yeti or a Bigfoot kind of a deal, Krampus. Um, we're like, we need an actor that can really emote, that can perform. And I said, you know, we, we should really take another look at, at Terrifier. Um, not the same movie at all. Obviously, Terrifier is a mega slasher, yeah. you know, gory, technical mastery of makeup. Yeah. And our film is a gremlin style, like goofy, campy, <laughs> you know, uh, feel good horror movie, right? But we're like, yeah, let's take a look at Terrifier again. And um, as soon as we, we watched the first one, we're like, this is the guy we have to get him to do it um and so we sent him the script and it turns out david is a huge fan of the source material um and has was on a was in like a broadway run of yeah. uh, a musical yeah, version yeah of it. he was telling me that yeah uh-huh. I've seen so, some footage of him in that, yeah 
Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, and of course, he's exceptionally talented. So he was like, oh man, that's a, we, whatever it takes, we're going to make this work. Uh, so he came out, he came to the set, he did the makeup tests, um, you know, because we had a bunch of different designs we were toying with. And then his first day on set, he kind of slinked out of the makeup room <laughs> and the whole crew, not the whole crew, there's like 15 people, but like our, you know, the whole crew was like, whoa, I didn't realize this is what we were working on. I was like, well, there you go. And, uh, you know, as soon as he starts rubbing his hands and, and moving about on his oh, fingertips, yeah. we, we knew we had something special. Um, he and he was, he was just, a, oh, he was great. It was just a blast. I mean, David is, is so talented and uh, there's like, we were thinking we're doing an, there's so much unused footage just from the scenes that we shot, not even the scenes that we cut scenes that are in the movie. If it's a scary scene, he gave us a funny take. If it's a funny scene, he gave us a scary take. Like he's just so expressive that, you know, we could do a 90 minute oops, all David cut. That's just the mean one, you know, shenanigans. Uh, he's great. It was so, so much fun. Yeah. I could tell he was having a lot of fun and especially with some of those really crazy kills that were going on. And this this whole movie is is parody of itself, like from mm -hmm. uh, you know the CGI to the town to how people talk and and everything. There's so much going on in this film that I'm so happy that it exists because for years I have also been thinking of what if there was a horror version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. No one's done now? it. The what? The How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I've never, I've never heard of that. I don't know what you're, I don't know what that is. We, we know about the mean one for sure, but I don't, I don't know. What yeah, you're yeah, yeah. I have no recollection of that. I, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's so cool seeing, you know, something like that. So um, thank you for making a really bonkers parody film with, you know, a lot of crazy things that happen and also pushing more boundaries and being in theaters. Like, um, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you, like, mm -hmm. obviously there's going to be so many people that are like, okay, so now Terrifier 2 is really helping indie films. Do mm -hmm. you believe that's what helped you get to push for Regal? Well, I mean, it, it, it does. I think it did help for sure. Um, this, the kind of viral salacious nature of the film uh, it definitely went a long way to, okay, there's interest in this. Um, but, you know, part of it was part of, I think what's made the film kind of really go where it's gone is that, uh, you know, people are going to the theater for experiences, you know, and I think that's why like horror is, and it's done it before, but I really think horror is, is like going to save the theaters because people want to go and they want to see Top Gun, right? They want to be in the cockpit with Tom yeah. Cruise, right? They want to see all their favorite Spider-Men swinging through, you know, Manhattan and horror is one of those genres that creates an experience. You don't want to see a horror movie by yourself. I mean, you oh, can no. on a couch. It's fine with the with, turn the lights off, maybe. But you sit in a room and you watch Terrifier or you watch a movie like The Mean One. You're laughing, you know, you're shrieking, depending on what you're into. I mean, you know, my, uh, some of our crew came to the premiere and they wanted to cover their eyes. I'm like, the movie's <laughs> not scary. You want to see scary. You should see some of Davey's other work. And, you know, mm. it's fun. It's it's a fun thing to do. And, and so I think that... Um, the some of our theatrical partners really saw an opportunity for like this this could be an experience you know because it's goofy and it's silly and it's like a date night movie somehow even though yeah. you know it's like it's like a you know we've been saying like hallmark horror you know yeah um, yeah that's a good way to put it actually and uh like that's what we set out to make and you know every time we because sometimes you know if you're in los angeles or within driving distance of my house i slip into some of these theaters 
where the, uh, you know, where the movie is playing and they don't know that I'm there. And to hear people like laughing and, you know, kind of uh, just having fun with it, yelling at the screen. I'm, I'm, it's a blast. It's great. Like this is, this is what we, what we set out to do. And I think that's why kind of the theatrical thing is uh, so interesting because people are, I think people are done being indoors. There's some yeah. stuff you want to watch at home. Sure. But I don't know people want to get out and like, be around people and, and have an experience and uh, and hopefully we're we're delivering that yeah there's nothing uh, there's nothing quite like watching horror with a crowd of people as well whenever you go we go to like horror festivals and everyone's cheering mm -hmm. and moving at the screen that's that's such a great um feeling that <laughs> i love that and yeah. and especially too like you know when you have the uh you know the the hapless idiot is walking towards the noise and, you, and everyone in the audience <laughs> yeah. is like what are you doing don't <laughs> don't go into the basement what are you doing you know but that's part of the fun of it and i think that there's not that i don't like high-minded horror i do i think it's super cool when it's a critique uh you know it's really well made and high production value that's awesome but there's something fun about like a a bonkers movie like like gremlins you know yeah. where it's yeah. just silly and ridiculous um and i think that's where some of the modern like big studio horror films sometimes kind of lose their way because like if you if you take the source material just a little too seriously it becomes less fun so i think it's almost like with a movie like ours it's almost more fun when it's yeah. more stupid you know because then it, <laughs> yeah, like if you just like if it knows what it is and leans into it like yeah. crack up in a beer you know eat some popcorn and and let's just like yeah, fine. Go into the basement. Yeah, let's let's split up. Sure, that's that's a great plan. Let's do it and let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really good moments of like in this movie of people kind of doing their own thing and just like like you shouldn't be doing that by yourself because you know what you're getting yourself into, but they do mm -hmm. it anyway, and then it leads to like more snowball effects and it's it's so good and and the whole payoff of this movie is good. The whole ending, I was cracking up. I'm like I I love this movie. It's it's really really good. I'm actually I just bought my tickets for Saturday and Sunday of uh, this coming week. See it in theaters with people. Um, I I watched it through the screener last week. I was unfortunately sick with COVID, so I wasn't able to go mm -hmm. out this weekend. Um, but uh, being able to see this from a screener, I really do have to thank Ted a lot for that, and um, for anybody else that helped you know push the screeners for everybody because it was a blast and. This is definitely added to my holiday rotation of films now. So I'm excited to watch this for years ah, to come. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, we're, you know, we're uh, such a small, like tiny, independent, oh my God, like such a small little endeavor. Yeah. Me and the folks that I make movies with all the time, they decided they're going to come along with this crazy idea. Who knows if anybody will ever see it. And now, you know, to have people all across the country and all over the world, like, oh, when can we see it? You know, we're, we're excited sitting and laughing together. Like, you know, we, we got couch cushion money, right. To make this silly thing. And so we leaned into the, you know, the zaniness of it and, and hope, hope that it would find its audience. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear that, like, yeah, get out there, sit next to some people. I hope your screening is full there. Some theaters have are showing it like five times a day. I'm like, no, nah, man, just show it once, make everybody show up at seven. And like, let's, let's really, let's have a blast, you know? Yeah, um, all the regals around me are doing, I think, five to six viewings. And it's kind of dwindling throughout the rest of the week, which is completely mm -hmm. fine because, you know, it makes more people want to go see it. And I'm I'm going for two screenings because I, I always like to go in, with two different crowds and see how they act. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm really, really excited for that. Really, really excited. I'm, um, I'm so glad. I was a little worried, too, when they started sending screeners out. I'm like, what do you mean the Chicago Sun-Times wants to review this film? <laughs> Who is going to watch this and in what context are they going to appreciate like 
this is, you know, do I get an introduction? Can I explain what you're about to watch? Because if not, I, <laughs> I yeah. have a feeling you're going to be a little confused. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, that's awesome. That's so great. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dean. Here, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to you soon. I promise. Oh, that's one of my questions. Actually, I was gonna, I was, that was gonna ask you when. Um, do you know when it might come to the UK or when it will be available it'll, to watch in the UK? It'll be next year. It's kind of a a fifty fifty thing. I mean, with everything about this movie has been like quick and fast, and that's like yeah. one of the really cool things about being independent is we have some really awesome like just fantastic support from some big companies, which is great. I mean, Regal yeah. is, I mean, they're such champions of, of like independent cinema and they're like, what do you need? How can you help? And we're like, well, we don't really have a marketing budget because it's us, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So can you like help push the movie? And they're like, done, we're in, you know? So we have some big, you know, awesome partners, but, you know, originally our plan for release on the film was, was, you know, make it in five or six months and get it out for Christmas and maybe we'll bring it to the world. But then we had these opportunities that kind of yeah. shook up our release schedule. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, it's, it's only in America and we're weighing our options because how long it's in theaters kind of impacts our ability to do the rest. Yeah. Um, so really it's just a question of will the movie and I don't know, um, will the movie be available worldwide in March or June? Cause you know, we have to wait at least 45 to 90 days yeah. or is it something where we put the film on ice and we do kind of what we did in America again next Christmas, but this time in the whole world. So yeah, we're, we're not, we're not sure. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe we'll find a home on um, Shudder or Screenbox or something oh, like that. Screenbox would be awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, Screenbox. They, they're they're pretty good friends with us over here. They take care of us for a lot of screeners and stuff. So yeah, Screenbox, they're 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 really cool. So I, wherever this movie lands, I, I'm happy for more um, indie films like this to get you know some some time in in the spotlight. I think is mm -hmm. very encouraging for other indie filmmakers, and I'm happy that this was the year that really kind of broke the mold for that i feel um for especially for the horror side of indie you know you mm -hmm. don't really see that with like action or comedy like horror that always pushes through and with mm -hmm. this being a, a horror comedy parody and it being in regal which is huge and also being number two in america that mm -hmm. is nuts like i don't it's, i can't yeah. believe what's going on this year and I can't imagine how you and everybody who worked on the film is feeling like, like, wow. No, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's a, it's a great time to be an independent filmmaker because there's so many ways that not only can you make something, but also that you can like find your audience. Right. Um, I really think that there is a certain element of filmmaking where, you know, the less studios there are, the less big productions, big budgets there are, the more, you know, how can we make this movie make sense in another country? How can we make something we think everybody will like? And I think that that kind of dilutes what makes unique movies happen. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really cool to see that like, in the same year, we got Terrifier, we got Halloween, we got Smile, there's a bunch of really good horror movies that came out at the beginning of the year. There's something like the mean one, you know, and I just think it's super cool that independent films and filmmakers are like, let's make something supernatural. Make something it's not supernatural. Let's do something yeah. that's, you know, PG-13 versus R. I mean, The Quiet Place, it couldn't be more different from Terrifier. And they're both horror movies. And it's yeah. like awesome that they can both exist and, and um, 
you know, you can find your audience and, and build a fan base. And, you know, there was a time when sequels was like, the, that was the worst thing you could do. Don't, don't ever make a number two, you know, it's going to be bad. And now it's like, why wouldn't you make a third terrifier? Should, maybe we <laughs> yeah. should split it into two parts and do three and four people. I would see that. Like, yeah. why not? If I have to oh, get yeah. Screenbox, I'll do it. Like, you know, so I think it's, it's, uh, it's a great time to be making independent film and, and we're over the moon because, you know, you just don't, you just don't know what's going to hit and, and what exactly. people are going to respond to. And it's, uh, it's, we're going to a screening tonight um, here in Los Angeles uh, with like a Q&A with the, the filmmakers. Awesome. And then next week we're doing a screening in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'll be there with uh, one of the producers doing another screening. And then I think the week after, we haven't formally announced it yet, but I think the week after Christmas, we're going to be in New York City and David's going to be there and you know, maybe we'll kill somebody on stage. I don't know, but it, it's going to be like, it's, it's, it's just, it's a blast. And I love hanging out with our people and uh, it's, it's so cool. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to have to try to find a way to go to that New York city one. Hell yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's probably going to be the, the, the 26th. So if you want to come, okay, through, I'll keep know, my eye out for that for sure. <laughs> so I, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the, I've seen the trailer and mm -hmm. the makeup looks on point. Like, for David yeah. Grinch. Um, who did you get into the makeup? Was it somebody that you already worked with somebody or did you kind of hire somebody in? No, so this is the crazy thing. Just goes to show you in life, uh, everything happens for a reason. So Tatiana Blush, Amy, how is her last name pronounced? I, I truly, it's- I think Bushel. Bushel, I can write it out. Tatiana, like our, amazing, <laughs> our amazing makeup artist, she's fantastic. Um, yep. I'll ask you tonight. I'll be like, people keep asking me and I just keep saying Tatiana, um, <laughs> our amazing makeup artist. She reached out through my company site and was like, Hey, are you looking for a, a makeup artist? And I'm two weeks away from shooting this insane thing. And her work samples were super awesome. And I said, Hey, do you, are you interested in building this creature for us? And she went so hard. We went back and forth in the designs. I did a bunch of like Photoshop sketches and like, what about these teeth? What about these teeth? What about, you know, she's like, what about this application and this fur and you know, I built some of the pieces myself. I made the shoes. I uh, myself and the writer made the jacket and so the writer's good. wife stitched the patches. And then I distressed everything. So it was like, you know, everyone kind of came together to, to make this thing happen. Um, and uh, the first time he came out, it, I mean, it was crazy. I have the photos and we're like, whoa, we're, <laughs> this is super cool. Um, and you know, by the, initially it took maybe four hours to do the makeup, but by the very, very end of production, she had gotten it down to, I think, two hours and 20 minutes, which is nice. like unheard wow. of yeah. for a monster and something that he can move in. You know, he can emote, yeah. he can smile, you know, it's, uh, and there's a, a bunch of moments, especially in the end of the film where you really get a good look at his face and, you know, where he's really emoting. And uh, I just, I can't give her enough props. People, People love it. And I, I think that it's a, a good mix of the aesthetic we're going for and the functionality. You know, you build a, a, the predator suit and you can't, you know, or the alien costume and you can't move in it. And it's yeah. like, well, what are we going to be able to do? And, and this thing was super functional. And, you know, his, uh, his stunt double was able to put on a variation of it so that he could do roles and do the fights. And, you know, uh, it was, it was great. It was uh, for an indie film. Like we were just so blessed. Yeah. It Very did cool. come out really, really cool. Go ahead, Dean. What kind, of, what kind of budget did you have as well? Did you have, um, what, did you kind of have a bit of a shoestring budget and you had to really kind of all pull together? Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, I mean, we're, it, I mean, we, we had like, 
the two nickels that we had to rub together, you know, <laughs> for warmth. Um, yeah, it was very, very low budget. I mean, where the movies, it's not even Terrifier. I like to tell people it's not even the Terrifier 2 budget. It's like Terrifier 1 budget. I mean, we had, wow. you know, next yeah. to nothing to make this thing. And that's why, you know, our crew is, you know, between 10 and 15 every day. Um, but thankfully, all my closest friends are stunt performers. So everyone that dies in that SantaCon massacre, like, I, oh, that seems so over, good. <laughs> they came over for Thanksgiving. Like I know all of them, you know, if you've ever seen any of my films, it's the same 10 people get killed over and over and over again. Um, you know, we had uh, our, our producer's hairdresser made custom shirts, you know, like uh, our makeup artist was like building applications using makeup that she had, I guess I'll say borrowed from other shoots, you know, <laughs> we couldn't afford the good blood. So we had to like make our own blood. I mean, it's, you know, this, it was a real labor of love and, I'm just so, so thankful that so many like right. talented artists would come through and we're like, no, let's, okay, we can't afford to go to a real cave. Let's build the cave. And yeah. the, the writer who also plays um, uh, Cindy's father yeah. uh, is one of the two writers. And, it, you know, they built some of the cave sets out of paper in his living room. Wow. So like, that is wicked. You know, wow. Yeah putting up like brown paper, you know, that uh, went up to the ceiling, you know, I sketched it out. I'm like, okay, here's the specifics of how we have to do it. Um, and then we like put paper down on the ground and then we brought in uh, like fertilizer and dirt and like dog bones. And <laughs> wow. that's and, so cool. I mean, we so couldn't creative, afford, man. I love it. We did, we couldn't even afford the wallets. So we're like, okay, everybody in the crew, we knew we needed wallets. We just <laughs> didn't have the budget to buy wallets. Everybody, throw your wallets in. Come on, give us your wallet. So like, first, like when he's picking up wallets in the cave, those are like the crew's wallets because we just had to save every dime we could. Um, and some of the crew actually even got those wallets back, but not yeah. all of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. just a little lighter than when we started. They're like, Steve, there was a 20 in here. I was yeah. like, hey, man, want lunch? This is how it's going to go down. Sorry. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a real labor of love and the whole family dynamic is something that I've been Ian and I have been hearing a lot from people who have been bringing on with the with the whole cast and crew really being a family. Mm -hmm. I felt like like 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't really hear like, yeah, we all came together and did this with, with movies. Even like indie, it was kind of just like, we just threw this together really quickly and people kind of came and went. But nowadays, people stick around for more films and more films. Like mm -hmm. the whole Terrifier family, they've been doing that stuff forever now. You have mm -hmm. your own family, which, you know, you sort of kind of tied in with them. It's it's so awesome to see these communities within, uh, you know, the filming sphere, um, you know, keep creating more things for us to consume. And the love really shows on film. And um, I don't want you guys to stop doing any of it because I'm here for it all. <laughs> awesome. Well, we love doing it. I mean, it's, you know, the... Uh you we like to say that you know production you know making a movie is like making a baby right conception yeah. is super fun um and then you know labor is like really really painful and then when it's done you have this beautiful thing and you it, the people that you do it with have to be there because if like if it's not fun you're doing it wrong right and that's why i think you do end up with a lot of these like soulless cash grab movies yeah um but you know the, we make movies together. We hang out together. Like, you know, my team, we, we just love, they're all coming to the screening again. They've all seen it. We all went to the premiere and they're like, Hey, can I come tonight? I said, well, leave room for people that want to see it, but 
I mean, yes, you can come, yeah. you know, they're like, okay, I want to bring a friend. Like every ticket helps. I'm like, Oh my God, what are you doing? You guys work so hard. <laughs> if I could give you tickets, I would, you know I mean? That's how invested these people are. And I think it really shows in, in every frame of the footage that uh, just how much fun we had making the movie and, you know, just a, just a zany good time while shooting and in hopefully in the theaters. Yeah. That's awesome. And please don't stop doing it. And this kind of leads to my next question is what is the future? Are you going to be doing more like horror parody stuff? Are you going to go mm -hmm. off and do more like original material? Do you have anything mm -hmm. kind of brewing right now? I do. I do. There is another horror parody um, that uh, is, is brewing in my, my head. It's, it's based on something you've definitely heard of. Um, I'm not I'm probably going to announce it. And the next month or so, okay. um, once I've fully formed and I'm sure, cause you know, you're going to make a movie. It's like getting a roommate, right? Like I'm going to live with this thing for two years. Um, but it's super cool. Ups the ante on pretty much everything I had fun with on the last one. Um, and, uh, if all goes to plan, I am going to make it in collaboration with, uh, the terrifier guys. Wow. So, yes. Yeah. Shout out to, yes. shout out to fuzz on the lens. I'll be, uh, I'll be seeing you guys, you know, we're, we got together right before both of our movies came out and, um, you know, we were shooting a reality pilot because, you know, you got to pay the bills and, uh, you know, we're we're hanging out. And we're having beers and they're like, dude, you call us for your commercials. You call it, you know, every time you come to uh, you shoot in New York, you shoot in Boston, you know, you shoot in Pennsylvania. Um, when are we going to make a movie together? And I was like, OK. If our if let's say our next two films both go really well. On my word, I'll come to back to the East Coast and we'll make a movie together. And that was, I think, September, you know. <laughs> And wow. so, so now we, you know, I have, I've got a meeting on the books. I'm going in home for Christmas and I'm going home for my terrifier meeting and we're going to chat about what's next. That's so we're, great, we're excited. I'm is, very, that, is that Phil? Is that Phil? Phil Falco? Is he part of Fuzz on the Lens? I don't, uh, I don't know if he's, I know he's on the, um, I know the Fuzz on the Lens guys. So I know Mike Levy and Steve yeah. Delasala and Jason Levy. And, you know, we all used to, we were in the same like AV club, I guess, you know, the school TV station. Yeah. Um, but we all did it. We didn't want to do the news. You know, you got the, the guys who were reading the announcements and doing the sports and there's a place for that for sure. But, uh, you know, we always were doing sketches. We set up a whole other like desk. We called it studio B and, <laughs> um, we would, you know, we would make these like, you know, parodies and ripoffs of like the MTV trashy MTV shows that were on TV and fake movie trailers and stuff. And like, now we're, now we're making movies and we're in theaters and, um, <laughs> It's, it's crazy it's just everything nuts. came full circle that's awesome that's great man Absolutely and mike awesome. punched me in the face one time in a uh, in a sketch a sketch we did and i told him one day one day i would get him back and i'm still waiting for an opportunity for us to both be on camera so that i can get my revenge i have not, I have not forgotten so mike if you're listening be prepared I'm coming for you oh, i'm, I'm excited to see that hell yeah <laughs> the equalizer <laughs> well i'm really 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 excited for the future of the meme one and the future of everything else that you've got going on um dean i don't know if there's any other questions you kind of want to yeah, throw, just, throw well, your way just one more thing yeah yeah so i followed david online david Howard mm -hmm. thornton and um i was uh just kind of you know checking um people kind of posting up reviews of the meme one and just to see what people were saying and uh and i noticed one guy said yeah i love it great great movie 
And the only thing that I wasn't sure about was all the kind of CG blood and the blood mm-hmm. splats and stuff like that. And then David replied to him saying, we did that on purpose. That was the point. <laughs> like we were, par- <laughs> we were par- parodying not just the, 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 the Grinch movie, whatever, but um, also kind of B-movie horrors as well. So it's mm-hmm. that on purpose. So I was going to say, what other kind of movies are you influenced by, like B-movie kind of stuff? What sort of stuff do you do you sort of look at and think, yeah, that's cool. I'd love to. Well, I mean, anything that's got, kind of practical effects I really, really enjoy, um, which is funny to say, even though we're, you know, we put a lot of really cartoony digital blood in there on purpose. I think there's one review that's like, the mean one has the worst digital blood of all time. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> we're number one at the thing we tried to do, you know? Um, Cause like, it's not Sharknado. We'd like, you know, we make some Sharknado style choices in I there for Sharknado, sure. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're so silly. It's wonderful. Like the bigger those movies get, the dumber they are. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for this. Yeah. Wonderful, yeah. terrible thing. Um, but I'm I'm really influenced by. Uh, I really like, you know, movies like uh, Dog Soldier. And, oh, you know, Dog yeah. Soldiers is you know oh, one yeah. of my my go tos. Gremlins, I love. Um, I'm really more into the kind of uh, adventure themed horror. You know, classic movie monsters, Wolfman, The Mummy, right. Um, so I kind of like, uh, to me, I'm more into like Spielberg horror, if that okay. makes sense. Okay. So like, I'm yeah. more of a Jurassic park guy than I am, uh, Friday the 13th. I enjoy Halloween for sure, but that's cause Halloween's like suspenseful, you know? Yeah. Um, so all of my big kind of influences and, and things that I liked, I mean, there's a Jurassic park goat is in the, you know, is in the film. You'll see it, um, <laughs> when you see it, Dean, yeah. but like, you know, all of my big influences are like, you know, kind of that, uh, Spielberg terror intention more Love than it. you know really gory crazy stuff so but if you're going to have the mean one throw somebody into a meat grinder well if I'm trying to make a date movie maybe we go cartoony and not yeah. realistic because oh my god you know if we're going to have chunks of flesh flying out <laughs> might not might not be for everybody and we really wanted to make like a Christmas movie and if you yeah. like Hallmark films like this is a send-up of all of that with a monster yeah it but, really is that that it's right on the head making a hallmark that'd be actually really funny if they put that on their channel one year like here you go here's a hallmark horror parody here you go. <laughs> well, ne- next week we have a new some new trailer footage because i definitely think um some people thought the movie was going to be way scarier you know because david's in it and yeah. the trailer's super fun but i think a lot of people expected like the mean one to be really really gory and vicious and violent and um you know, we set out to make something that was more comedy than like really, really heavy horror. I love Shaun of the Dead. And at the end of Shaun of the Dead, it's a very funny movie. But the third act of that film, those are some real zombies. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we just didn't want to do that. You know, we want, I wanted to make something where, you know, you would, we know the goat got eaten, but we don't, we don't need to see a, a corpse get mutilated, yeah. you know, because, um, you know, I wanted to make something that was like fun and, and campy more than, uh, hard to watch so it's um oh you definitely nailed that (laughs) so so we got we got a new trailer coming out next week that might be a little bit more silly and a little bit more like see the love story with a monster you know kind of a kind of a thing so maybe we'll sell it to hallmark who knows and we'll just leave like the we'll leave the monster stuff out and just focus on the romance that will work (laughs) it could work that way yeah, Nobody but... watches the screeners anyway. We'll be fine. It'll be all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, Stephen? Thank you for you know coming on and spending some time with us and talking about this. It was pretty ambitious, I would say, for what you were doing, and it, it definitely nailed it. Um, for it being number two in America right now, 
being Regal exclusive, everybody's talking about this. Um, after the whole Terrifier 2 wave, now everybody's like, yeah, the mean one. I'm like, yes, because this is another movie that needs to be highlighted. And if anybody is near a Regal theater, book your ticket now, because I promise you, this is a movie that you do want to see. It it has that Christmas feel that I love. I love the feeling of Christmas. Like when you watch movies, you get that spirit. Like, yeah, this is a horror parody, but it has a lot of heart in it. And you can see that like everybody who worked on it, with you, Steven, like in the writing and with David's acting, like there's a lot of love in this film. And I'm, I'm really happy to see this getting some more spotlight and being in theaters and you going to more premieres and showings and, having everybody show up it's it's awesome so thank you for creating something like this and taking the time out of your day to come talk to dina of course i'm I'm happy to be part of it look the uh movies like this you know little movies that could with minimal budget and resources behind all we have is you know is each other right and exactly. uh you know we're only supposed to be in theaters for one week right that's all they said they said you get one week seven days actually no sorry six days um, do your best. We believe in you, but this is, this is all we can really, you know, uh, it, it's promise. Yeah. Um, and, uh, because people showed up that first week, like we got extended We're we're going up against avatar this weekend, Yeah, that's um, crazy. which I'm sure will be fine, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, my, my dream, my hope is that the mean one would be around for Christmas. That's why we didn't put it out in November, October. You know, we really wanted this to be like a Christmas film. And uh, the only way that the, the mean one is around, you know, for the Christmas, the 26th, 27th, you know, 28th, that kind of that week where people are hanging out and just looking for something fun to do uh, is if people, you know, support and, and tell people that they liked it and, and kind of come and go see it. So uh, we, we made it for people to watch and, and we hope that people uh, do enjoy it because fans like like you guys are, are the reasons why it's able to stay in theaters and have a life. So uh, so I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, uh, anything that anybody makes that has a lot of heart in it, Dean and I usually always try to see it as soon as we possibly can. That's why I reached out for screeners to go and see it and seeing it in theaters. Um, One thing that people always kind of think that, oh, people got screeners, so they're not going to go and watch it in theaters. I'm like, I got the screener, but I'm still going to go see it in theater. I want to be there Mm -hmm. with the audience, you know. If Dean was here with me, I'm sure that we would both go to the theater after watching it. Oh, yeah, man. And, and watching it all week and buying out like what we can for all mm-hmm. the all the viewings and I'm so excited to see this this oh, weekend, definitely. two days Great. in a row, on the weekend I'm very very excited. It's fun, man. I got to tell you, at night when I go and I see like you know I'm trying to pick which theater I'm going to go to and I'm like oh there's going to be a bunch of people in this one I'm going to that one you know and yeah. uh, That's right. and it's funny because sometimes I'll go with with Amy the um you know who's in the film and she. Uh, we'll just sit in the back and on the way out, they're like, wait, hold on a second. You're the, wait, you're the person from that. And then, and I'm like, I'm like holding the post, the poster for her to sign. And they're like, Oh, you, you must be important. You're holding posters. What did you do? I'm like, oh, I just directed. It's no big deal. You want a picture with Amy? And they're like, Oh my God, what are you doing here? I'm like, I, I just like <laughs> hanging out with people, you know, whatever. Yeah. I need a hobby. This is it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys and, and really pushing this. So thank you. Thank you again for doing this. And yeah, man. Thank you. Please. Anybody listening to us. this. And, and watching it, go see this movie. Go see it anywhere you can. Bring friends, because I promise it's a movie you want to see with a bunch of people. And uh, bring some uh, candy canes with you. Because, uh, yes, it's it's definitely a, a Christmas movie that is going to be in, I think, a lot of people's lists and rotations every year. Um, there's some people on, on online that I've seen have already like, yeah, I'm seeing, watching this every year. I'm like, yes, 
uh, that's kind of the goal for what you guys are going for, and I'm happy to have it in my rotation. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just psyched to see more films like this. So thank you so much, Stephen, for it, and everybody else that was on here, and and David for putting himself through another um, makeup um, monster. <laughs> so yeah, it's he's... it's awesome. So I don't know how he you. does it. He's got like uh, he's got like Israeli uh, torture training or something. <laughs> yeah. man is, I don't know how yeah. he does it. He's you know like how you doing, David? And he's like, I can't breathe, but I'm having a blast. Like, okay, <laughs> all right, all right. You know, because the, with the nose piece, you know, he can't he can't breathe. He can't taste. We have to like place the food in his mouth to not mess with the teeth makeup i mean he's he's a real trooper <laughs> yeah so thank you guys for doing this and steven um for your next film we would love to have you on and doing some promotion for it and whatnot and we we want we want to stay connected with you because every person we talk to we try to bring them into the family and always ask him if they ever want to come back and review a movie with us because we obviously do move reviews as well other than our mm-hmm. interviews so the door is open you are now family and uh this film is now part of my family so thank you so much for doing awesome this. <laughs> i appreciate that i'll totally be back hopefully i get uh you know i get i'll make sure that uh, everybody gets to see it before we chat <laughs> yeah 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 for sure um dean do you have any last thoughts or anything no i'm good man i'm just still thinking about the goat scene from jurassic park that is literally <laughs> probably the right. greatest scene of all time ever i think i love that trap but anyway yeah that's... <laughs> i tell you it's just one of those crazy things dude this whole movie every time they're like oh wait the police car's here can we put it in the background like every time something like that would happen we're at this vegan ranch and they've got goats and yeah. i'm like I'm like, you think they'll bring one of the goats over? Like, put that damn goat in my movie, please. Let me have the goat. It's in the script, but I never thought we'd do it. And there's like goats there, and I'm like, go talk to them, see if they'll let us use the goat. <laughs> and there's a goat with Christmas decorations on it, like you know, indie miracles that happen every day. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in and check out other uh, work from Stephen and future work. And uh, we will be chatting again soon. So thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening and watching and we'll catch you next time.